Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Kingdom Successful? This is Tyler McCart coming at you, episode 321. 321. Title of this episode is going to be At the Dinner Table. All right. So this this episode probably has been coming uh, for a long, long time with me. And I finally just kind of said, you know, I just had, well, technically I just had a conversation yesterday with a parent and it was a good conversation, but I had to reiterate to this parent, you know, just kind of, again, where we stand as a family and, you know, what our, how we, how we actually, <laughs> I guess, parent from our a biblical uh, standpoint. All right. So I'm going to read a scripture verse to you guys, and then we're going to jump into this. Okay. All right. So. Deuteronomy 6, 7, 7 through 9, I believe. I believe. We'll just start with 6. These, and let me get, I say, yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I want to give you guys just a perspective of what is going on right here so you know the context of why uh, this is very important. Um, so Moses, Moses is in front of, of the children of Israel. Now, which children of Israel is he in front of? He's in front of the generation that actually did not pass away in the in the wilderness. This is the generation that was 20 years or younger that is now goodness, majority of them probably, you know, somewhere in in their, you know, 20s or or between the 20 years old and 40 years old. Except for two of them, Joshua and Caleb, right? But everybody else is, if I'm doing my math right, under 40. So every one of these were basically teenagers, children, you know, as they were leaving um, the, actually, they might be 60 if I'm doing my math right. I apologize, guys, because some of them, they were 40 years in the wilderness, actually 60s. Anyway, (laughs) Moses is standing in front of the, this is the last speech. Deuteronomy is the last speech, is the last you know, charge and written out book of the Bible in regards to the Torah that Moses is giving to the children of Israel right before they, he passes away and they go into the promised land. So in this right here, he says these words to the children of Israel. He says in Deuteronomy 6, verse 6, it says, these commandments I give you today are to be on your heart. Impress, now watch this now, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them around your foreheads. Write them on the door frame of your houses and your gates. I want to read this. Let me see if I can get this actually in a different translation. Because I just want to read this in a different translation for you guys. 
Let me check out the Good News translation. All right. It says, Never forget these commandments that I give you today. Teach them to your children. Repeat them when you're at home and when you are away, when you are resting and when you are, are working. Tie them around your arms. Write them on uh, as a reminder on your foreheads. Write them on the doorposts of your house and in your gates. Let me give you one more. Let's go to the New King James. All right, New King James Version. All right, Deuteronomy. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them to teach them diligently to your children and shall talk with them when you sit in your house, when you walk in your in your in by the way, and when you lie down. When you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be on the forefoot uh, between your eyes, and they shall be written on, uh, write them on your doorpost of your house and your gate. All right, here we go. Here, here's. So let me tell you the story. So I'm having this conversation with this uh, dad. We're talking about. Uh, he's got just some questions. Our youth group has changed times for our church, and you know he's really interested in trying to get his son. Uh, back involved with youth group, uh, it, and he's got a conflict uh, where it's baseball. Uh, baseball happens on Wednesday evenings, and now all of a sudden his son is not not even not going to right now hasn't gone to youth group at all. All right, a couple thoughts I have. Okay, a couple thoughts I have. As I was talking to him and he was just, he was, I just told him, I said, yeah, you know, my son, he's really been enjoying the youth group aspect. Uh, he's been, you know, asking to go, which I'm always excited about it whenever my son, my oldest son is asking, you know, because we're in a transition phase between elementary school and, and middle school. So we have Planet Middle School uh, beginning to happen in, in right now. And by the way, I'm reading a book. Uh, I think I told that on the last episode, Father Power, uh, about Planet Middle School. And anyway, so I'm wrapping up telling about the youth group, how good it is, how much benefit it is, you know, to them and or to Tyler and just getting him in that environment. But as I was wrapping up, he was, yep, sounds great. I'm, I'm going to try to encourage my son to get going and, you know, be there. But at the end of it, I just felt prompted to tell, we'll just, use his name, we'll just use his name as Jose, tell Jose, I said, Jose, here, but let me, let me just make sure this is clear <laughs> that how Amy and I, we parent, you know, and I'm not saying this is for you, but this is just what we sense and what we feel. We believe that it's not the responsibility of the church or the, even the private Christian school that we, that our son or daughters, you know, sons or daughters go to we believe that it is our responsibility to teach them a biblical worldview, teach them good character uh, through godly character, and how to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit in, you know, wherever they're at. And we, we believe that. It is our responsibility. It's not the church's responsibility. It's not um, the youth minister's responsibility. It's not the you know, our head of school or the principal over at our private Christian school where our kids go, by the way, grace, grace. Um, it is our responsibility 
to do this. Not the coach, not the not the head coach's uh, responsibility. It is our responsibility. And you know, I remember, and I, and so when I told him that, he he, he said, "Yep, I totally agree with you." You know, these these um, entities or these places we send our kids are just, you know, uh, to supplement supplement for um, what I respond what and backing up what we are saying. Now, I say this, I say all that to say that I find sometimes, um, and I've been guilty of it a little bit, or I've actually found my own self questioning myself sometimes, but where that I almost, how to say it, I almost found myself saying, oh, well, you know, um, because, you know, because they're not getting, you know, they're not excited about youth group or they're not excited about, you know, um, you know, uh, children's church or they're not excited about that we should up and move them or we should do. And I've, I hear a lot of parents I've heard multiple times. No, I can't. I, I've heard multiple times parents say that it's like, oh, we're, we're changing church because the youth group is not that fun. And our son doesn't want to go to youth group or that our, you know, our, you know, kids aren't getting, you know, entertained at whatever. And, but, but the church, but, you know, at the church, they're definitely getting, the parents are getting fed. The parents are getting, you know, built up, but they're going to change churches just in the name of their children or not. And gang, I, I, in this right here, unless the Holy Spirit says, yeah, you need to take your child out. I'm not going to say this is the rule, but you know, you need to filter through the Holy Spirit. If you should be going to a different church just because of, you know, say your kids are not getting, you know, what you feel like they need to be getting. But what I would say is I would check yourself before you do that. But I wanted to, to talk, you know, a little bit more in a bigger scale of this, that what I'm just reading in the word and what I'm seeing guys, uh, in the marketplace, as I'm in the marketplace, I'm a head, I'm a head track and field coach, uh, for a middle school, um, and I, I'm just seeing this more than probably what I, I'm comfortable seeing, okay? I see families, families um, have their, they have their kids in so many activities, so many activities. I, I was talking to a dad just yesterday. This is a different dad. And he said, yeah, you know, um, you know, our, our daughter is, uh, is, has got uh, this AAU uh, basketball thing and, you know, they've got their first game at 10 o'clock in the morning. Then they got the next game at three o'clock in the afternoon. And then they got a next game, a third game on Saturday, all the way until seven o'clock at night. That is a whole day that that family is not even together. All right. Now, granted, if that's what they, if that's the only thing that their daughter's in, that's totally fine. I, I'm not really, but for me, for me, I, I had a conversation with Amy this morning, and I've had to reiterate this multiple times. We just within the last, you know, couple weeks here, actually month, as I've been reading through the Word, the Bible is very, very, very. Did I say very? I'm gonna say very, very again. Very. Um, focused on families. And when I see families 
going here, going there, uh, families separating because we got to take the daughter here, we got to take the son here, and we'll meet back up in meet back up at the house at Odark thirty, and I haven't seen you all day, and that's just the way that you know it's just a busy period of our life, and you know we want to keep our children active, and we want to you know keep them busy so that they're they're developing their skills in their athletics or developing their skills in their in the arts of you know theater or you know band or whatever it is <laughs> you just <laughs> chest okay it doesn't matter you know what the activity is i i i have to say guys that i i remember the statistic that was said to me many years ago that this um gentleman came to to, to this conference, I, we, Amy and I, we did not have kids at the time, but he, he had done this, you know, tremendous amount of research on families and the, the nucleus of the family being the bedrock of, of our society and how that a lot of times the first thing that, you know, causes a society to crumble is the attack on the family and the the decay of, you know, uh, moms and dads and parents. Any, anyway, what he said is, and I will forget this stat. He said, families that eat together have one meal. I'm not saying three. I'm not saying two. One meal at least five to six times a week. I think he might have said five, but let's just say five to six, five to six. I'm not saying every day, but at least five to six times a, a week, at least one meal where they come together, the family comes together and breaks bread together. And where the, the mom and dad, now I'm going into more of what the word says, where the mom and dad are actually able to debrief with the kids and talk about their day and talk about what they're learning and talk about, you know, what, you know, what it, Talk, tell me about that, Junior. What, what did you learn? Uh, how do you feel like that applies, you know, to you uh, from a spiritual standpoint? Or, you know, what do you feel like that would have been the best way to handle that situation? Or, you know, <clears throat> you know, how, or what did you learn, say, at um, youth group last night? Or what did you learn at church uh, yesterday? Or whatever it is. <laughs> that we, you have a coming together. And what he said is the, the families that don't, that I go back to that uh, conference that I was at, and the gentleman he says, the families that don't do that, he said right now at that time, this has been 10, 10 years ago whenever, or 10 or 12, 13 years ago whenever he said this, he said, the families that don't eat together don't stay together, okay? Don't stay together. The families that don't stay together or at least do that at least those number of times, at least, you know, call it five times a week, usually fall apart. Usually there's some sort of major thing that happens to these families that causes something, you know, to blow up with the family. And... You know, gang, I, I'm here to tell you that, you know, he's not, um, the word, the word is not convenient. 
It usually falls in the face of our society. It flies in the face of our society, the word does, and goes counterculture of what is going what is going on. And I again I just I see it happen way too often right now, even as a as a coach. I mean, I'm thinking of a young man right now that he's 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 got three sports that he does outside of what his primary sport he's declared going on right now. He's got, excuse me, he's got two other sports that he does outside of his, outside of, you know, the primary sport he has. And in my opinion, in my opinion, it's just too much. (laughs) I mean, where's the family time? You know, yeah, you might say, oh, well, we get together. We, we carve out time, you know, um, once a month. I mean, not once a month, but you know, uh, during vacation, uh, <laughs> that's, that's like one week typically. Right. But I'm talking guys that parenting is, is not, not convenient. Parenting is not, you know, for the faint at heart. Parenting is a daily thing. I'm, it's what I'm, what I'm, what I see in my own life. I mean, you know, Amy and I, I'll wrap up with this story and I, apologize for being long, but just, just today, Amy came to me and was talking to me about, um, something that, you know, our youngest daughter was going to be going to, um, potentially tomorrow, which is, uh, a birthday party on Sunday. And she and I had already come into agreement because as I read the word, not saying I'm legalistic, but I believe that there's something about the Jewish people that um, I talk about. So the Jewish people were encouraged multiple, multiple times to honor the Sabbath, honor that one day where they all get together as a family and talk and I apologize, guys. My wife needed to talk to me just now. Anyway, but the Sabbath is holy unto the Lord. I know that we we're not bound by the Sabbath at all as as Christians, but I believe there's there's a secret in this. It's just a just something the Holy Spirit is trying to get over to us, and that is that you know what there there should be a day, a day that you set apart for your family. And for just spending time together and also worshiping the Lord. I really believe that. And so Amy and I, we've, we just, as I've just been reading the words, it's just been on my heart that, you know what? Sunday, Sunday's our day where that we're staying together as a family as much as, as much as we possibly can. So this morning, as I'm talking to Amy, she shows me this text message about a mom that's, you know, contemplating whether or not she's going to let her daughter go to this birthday party. This, a uh, bunch of their friends are together. They're going to be going to this birthday party and cause it's, it's a all boys birthday party, but it's, there's some girls that are being invited and these are first graders by the way. And, and she's showing me this and she, I said, well, 
when's the birthday party? She said, oh, it's happening tomorrow. Well, it's tomorrow's Sunday. And I said, oh, okay. And that's all I said. I said, oh, okay. I said, um, we were not, I, I just said, oh, I said, uh, so what, what are we doing? And she said, well, I guess I'll ask Taylor, um, if we're going to go or she wants to go. And I said, oh, okay. She said, she actually backed herself back up. She said, actually, you know what? I'll ask you if Taylor should go. I said, well, you already know where I stand on that. It's a family day. Sunday's our family day. We're, I don't want us to be divided at all if we can. She's like, okay, decision made. And wouldn't you know, she, Taylor's not going to that birthday party on Sunday. These are hard decisions, guys. I mean, I say that that's, that's just a little minor decision. I mean, it's not, it's a, it's a first grade birthday party, but still, you know, you have to start making the decisions early on and not allow yourself to just, you know, allow sports and allow activities just to run your family and not just dictate everything that it's going to do and so forth. That you're the one that's actually taking responsibility for your family and you're the one that is the spiritual head of the household. You're the one that's actually leading your family spiritually. Not some other institution, not some other person, but you, mom and dad, are the ones. So, man, I, I didn't mean to get into all that like that, but you know what I did? So, gang, I hope that uh, hit well with you. This just, again, uh, how I am applying the word with my family, with my children, and moving through life, Okay. So, kingdom discuss. Know that you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys, and game will catch you on the other side.